Alrighty, everybody. Good morning and happy Christmas Eve. Week 16 of the NFL season. Uh, obviously, second week in most leagues for fantasy football playoffs. And uh, we've got a few games in now, Wiz. Three games in. Uh, outside of Olave and T. Higgins, a lot of disappointment performances uh, as far as players, uh, guys that came in hot, certainly landed back on earth this weekend. And uh, there's still lots of murkiness out there when it comes to who's going to play and who's not going to play. And uh, look, tough decisions to be made as you uh, enter, most of you enter your semifinal playoffs. Yeah, I mean, George Pickens, I know you uh, had a lot of frustration with him uh, yesterday. You sat him in the... Three leagues. <laughs> in your leagues, but <clears throat> yeah, that was a tough one to predict that that was going to happen. And um, if people started him, uh, you know, credit to you. I mean, that's a, you got an incredible performance out of him. But uh, I was, uh, you know, I, w- I wasn't surprised that... And I don't think you were surprised either that Pittsburgh really played a terrific game. I was just more interested to see how the start of the game was going to go. Uh, personally, for me, as soon as I saw Pittsburgh go up 7 nothing, I bet the game. It was funny because on DraftKings, after they scored the touchdown, they made Pittsburgh a 6.5-point favorite. And then slowly, it started going down. So I think... Uh, yeah, it went as low as 2.5, I saw. The, 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 I got in at three and a half. Yep. I waited and waited at three and a half. And uh, honestly, you know, sometimes a plan comes together, but that one was never in doubt as far as uh, nope. if you bet Pittsburgh or if you bet it after the first score, which I recommended to do. Um, it was it was just one of those games. And uh, I guess I, I want to ask you, so I know that Lou Amarillo is just so sought after. Do you think – Based on this year, that's kind of cooled off, or what do you think his prospects are going to be of becoming a head coach next year? I think uh, if you look statistically at what the Bengals have done defensively, right, I think one of the big losses, uh, and you've seen one defense do an about-face and the other defense kind of take a step back, but the loss of Jesse Bates has been very impactful to that secondary uh, for the Bengals. Uh, And if you look statistically, like I said, uh, Cincinnati kind of ranks below 20th in almost every defensive category, so... Yeah, I think things could cool off a little bit when it comes to Anarumo this offseason. Uh, you know, obviously, a player like they have Trey Hendrickson, uh, Wilson, they have Sam Harbord, but the secondary has struggled, and, you know, that that was certainly highlighted yesterday. George Pickens all over them. You know, that's with Pickens, Wiz, I have to say, you know, it's something that I envisioned for the player coming into the season. I, I protected him. Um, I, I was probably a little in denial about quarterback play for the Steelers. Uh, that was the best performance we saw offensively from the Steelers all, all year long. It makes one wonder why Mason Rudolph uh, was in the situation that he was in as long as he was in, because he certainly looked really good. Um, you know, you, you, you had a very good call on the game yesterday. I kind of was leaning that way, too. I, I was very suspect. And Jake Browning came back to earth a little bit, though he did throw for 300 yards, but the three picks were... We're definitely hurtful, uh, and that Buffalo game was, you know, it was a strange one. I, I mean, I was, I was convinced that that the Bills were going to blow them up. Uh, they came to play, and you know, we've seen this a couple of times, Wiz, over the last few years when there's a ch- in-season coaching change, teams responding to that, and it was very clear that the Chargers were playing at a, a completely different level last night. Yeah, and you know, we talked about that on the podcast. I, I did not like the spot for the Bills coming off these 
big, big games, and then they still have a revenge game against the Patriots and against the Dolphins in the last week of the season. I just felt the spot was kind of strange and kind of it played out that way from the start of the game. But uh, we'll circle back to all of this stuff as the um, playoffs, you know, the regular season of fantasy football uh, and playoffs come to an end. We'll uh, we'll, we'll circle back to this. But uh, let's get to the games today uh, as far as sides and totals and uh, player props that we like. And uh, I like a couple of games today. Um, I'll go over them real quickly and then turn it over to you to see who you like today. Um, I like the Jags today. I'm going to bet them minus uh, – the line right now is moved to Jags minus one point, and I'm okay with that. I think they're the better team. I think they make so many mistakes. They move the ball up and down against the uh, Ravens. Um, some just unforced errors in that game. I see them throwing the ball all over the place and uh, – and having success against Tampa Bay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the point with the Jags on the road. And I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans with three points against the Seahawks. And well aware of that comeback win against the Eagles last week. But I kind of like Tannehill returning. I think in these type of situations, he's done okay. He'll get that offense in the right plays. Um, I think it will help Derrick Henry. So my two plays are going to be the Jags on the road lane one. And the Titans at home getting three. What say you? All right, interesting ones. Uh, yeah, it's six and one uh, Jacksonville on the road this year. And as you pointed out, that game the other night against the Ravens, the fact that they only scored seven points in that game was criminal. I, it's funny. I had, I had the Ravens defense going in one of the games, and they were in the red zone. I don't know five or six times. Right, you had that crazy fumble by. Trevor Lawrence, you know, just running and losing the football. The bad decision at the end of the half where they didn't get the timeout and uh, didn't get out of bounds at the end of the half. A couple of other picks as well. Yeah, the, Cal- the Calvin Ridley touchdown. The Ridley touchdown. Cold. Yeah, just, just I, I agree. I mean, and certainly we uh, Tampa's got a decent defense, but not at the same level as the Ravens. But the, there's no doubt that the Jaguars should have come, come away with a lot more points in that football game. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll leave it. I'll, you know, let you uh, take over. What do? Uh, who do you love today? I got three games, Wiz, uh, and actually one is a two-unit play. Uh, so let's start, uh, and I'll leave that for last. So the first game uh, is kind of one of the more intriguing matchups of the week with two of the, two of the more heavyweighted teams, and that's the Dolphins against the Cowboys. And it, it's it's kind of a situation where here are the Cowboys who have played not very well when they haven't been in their own building. Number one. Going against Miami, who one has struggled to beat a lot of elite teams. That's that's one thing, and and two has still got some question marks uh, around offensive line injuries. Uh, obviously, Tyreek Hill, uh, Devin Chain. I don't think he looked a hundred percent. So this is one of the most interesting matchups of the week. But I'm going to go with the fact that I just feel was that the Cowboys are a different team when you put them outside. And on grass. Uh, so I am going to take the Miami Dolphins, who I think are at minus two and a half right now in this game. I'm taking the Dolphins to beat the Cowboys, minus two and a half. Um, I'm going to ride the hot hand here, Wiz. Um, I, I do believe in everything that I've seen thus far out of Joe Flacco and the Browns. I think the, 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 you're looking at a game in where both of these coaches, Kevin Stefanski of the Browns and Demeco Ryans of the 
Houston Texans, to me, are 1-2 for Coach of the Year. And you can juxtapose them any way you want. Uh, they've done tremendous jobs with one Ryan's with a very young team and a rookie quarterback and a lot of young skill players. Uh, on the flip side, you look at the Browns who are up to their fourth quarterback. Uh, Joe Flacco is that quarterback right now. You you have to wonder in the Cleveland circles, Wiz, uh, you know how the fan base is actually thinking about that incredibly horrendous trade that they made for uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, here's Flacco, thirty eight years old. Comes in off his couch, out of the suburbs of New Jersey, down near Philly, and you know the Browns are a force to be reckoned with on offense at the moment. So they're going on the road here in Houston. Uh, Case Keenum is going to be quarterback. Yeah, two veteran quarterbacks, two savvy guys. And I think Ryan's made the right choice in, in going with a guy like Keenum, who has that experience. You, you know what he did with the Vikings when, when, when in that one year when he took them to the playoffs, Minneapolis miracle, all that sort of thing. So that being said. Um, I do like everything I see out of the Browns. I think the Browns are a better defense, though that defense does not play as well on the road. But I'm going to take the Browns laying three points in this game. And uh, my two-unit play was, I don't think the Atlanta Falcons should be favored against anyone. Now, I know Michael Pittman has been ruled out of this game, some complications. I think this is a game where we see downs become a big factor. And Jonathan Taylor is back. I know there's no Zach Moss, but uh, Sermon and Goodson played very well in relief last week. I think they're a feisty defense. Uh, I know Taylor Heineke is back on the center this weekend. Uh, it's indoors. It's in, in Atlanta. But I don't think Atlanta should be favored against anybody. I think the Colts are the better football team. I don't like. I think the coaching, uh, the coach, the coaching goes well in favor of Steichen and and the Colts. So I'm taking the Colts two unit play plus three against the Falcons. Wiz. Yeah, the line is actually, um, you know, right now the Falcons are uh, two and a half point favorites in this game. Okay, gotcha. I got it at three. I, I did. I did do it last night. So, uh, all right, all right, excellent. So that's uh, that's the game scripts for us. Um, Player props. Uh, and again, we're just doing the, the, the Sunday games here. We're going to be back tomorrow with the triple header um, Christmas Day games. So um, how many player props do you have today, Wiz? Uh, I'm looking over. I, I have a few that I'm going to play today. Uh, um, let me start from the top. I want to take Tyler uh, Algier, um, and I want to go over eight and a half rushing attempts. This coach has not used Bijan Robinson properly, and I doubt that's going to change. So I just feel like he uses Algier um, if the Falcons are in close games, short yardage. I just feel eight and a half rushing attempts uh, is pretty low. So I want to go Tyler Algier over eight and a half rushing attempts. I want to go Bryce Young over 28 and a half passing attempts. I think he's hit this mark most of the games. Um, I think this could be a game where he could be forced to throw the ball. So I'm going to play that one as well. Excuse me. And the last one is going to be Ford under 40 and a half rushing yards. The Texans have the number one rushing defense. So those are my three plays. All right. Excellent. 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 Um, I looked over it. I think there's a lot of hard plays here. Um, I have three. I have three picks uh, as well. Wiz, uh, I mentioned Josh Downs over four and a half catches. Somebody's going to have to catch the ball here. I, I know Alec Pierce is there. They have a variety of tight ends. 
Uh, that kid Montgomery came in last week, had a couple of catches. But I think Downs has been very quiet for a number of weeks. But early in the season, he had some big weeks. He, he's been hurt. Uh, but I think they're going to have to lean on someone. So I'm going with Josh Downs over four and a half catches in this game. Um, there's a beat up. There's a beat up group of receivers in Green Bay, and Tucker Craft has kind of responded and been very active. With I'm going to take over four and a, sorry over three and a half receptions for Tucker Craft. Um, I have two more whiz, and one is, and both of them are two-unit plays. Uh, Cedric Tillman has been on the field a hell of a lot for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, he had eight targets last week. Uh, I think this is a game where the Browns will be throwing the football. Uh, twenty-three and a half yards seems very low, so I'm going to go over twenty-three and a half yards for Cedric Tillman, who's been on the field over seventy-five percent of the time. I think five or six weeks in a row now. And, and to me, whiz, uh, there is only one force that 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 is in the Arizona offense right now, and that is Trey McBride. Um, you saw what Njuko did against the Bears last week. Uh, so yardage-wise is the is the way the bet I'm leaning on right now. The, the odds are too high. I, w- I would go receptions as well, which is 5.5, but I think it's at minus 170. Uh, but I'm going over 60.5 receiving yards, Trey McBride, who has just been an absolute beast and uh, for next year uh, looking like a top-five tight end. All right, so there we have it. Uh, those are our ga- game picks. Uh, all- yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I like I like those picks. I really like the craft pick. Uh, I'm not sure which of the receivers for Green Bay are going to be out, um, but I certainly think he's going to be utilized. So, uh, you know, out of the props that you played, that was one that I was looking at as well. Uh, was there's actually one other one that I'm keeping an eye on, and I, this this I can't figure out what's going on. It's not being report. It's only being reported by one of the kind of morning guys right now. I looked on Twitter. I know there was some situations around this yesterday. So Donta Foreman, Ian Rappaport's the only guy that has reported that Donta Foreman is out with a personal matter. Um, nobody else has reported that yet. I looked on Twitter. He's the only one saying it. Schefter's not saying it. It's not on. Uh, you know, it's not on any of the sites. I, I did check a couple of the beat writers. I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the situation. I, I will say this, Wiz. If he does not play, I, I would 100% be looking at Roshan Johnson uh, prop bets, uh, both on the receiving side, actually primarily on the receiving side, uh, just yardage side. I, I think if Foreman is out, uh, this is a game where you could see very active pass-catching game as a guy they trust in, in pass protection as well. Uh, so I'm keeping an eye on the situation. Foreman's out. I think you got to play Roshan Johnson in some respect in this particular game. Was yeah, certainly he'll be utilized in the passing game. They really trust him as a as a as a pass protector. So you know that that's something to keep your eye on. Uh, uh, have you seen anything on this as well, or are you seeing the same thing I am? No, just the same thing from Rappaport that he had a personal matter and it had become more than just missing practices. That he I think said that. He's likely to miss the game. Yeah. So, yeah, it just uh, that's the one thing I would. Uh, that's the one. That's the one bet that I'm going to kind of wait on and see what happens uh, as far as that decision. So, so that's it. That's a wrap. Um, anything else kind of pique your interest here? Are, are you, are, is there anything? I, I got to ask you. Is there? Is there? Is there one situation that that you're looking at that that you would not be like a like a stunning surprise that we could see here in in the in the second to last week of uh, fantasy playoffs? Uh, 
Yeah, in terms of like a player or like a game. Or, player, game, know, e- either way. Yeah, either way. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think looking, I mean, you know, I'm really, I'm really interested to see the Cowboys and and Dolphins. This is like something. What these te- what, someone's gonna have, someone's gonna prove a point in this game, and someone's gonna still have to face the music. In other words. If Dallas loses this game, they're going to be labeled the home team. If the Dolphins lose a game, they're going to be labeled a team that just cannot beat another good team. Uh, so I'm looking, I'm looking as far as that goes. And the other thing that I'm keeping my eye on is, is Justin Fields, who I think is kind of playing for his job at Chicago, but is also a key. He wants to put some good film out here. Uh, these last couple of weeks here for a potential trade or a team that wants to see something out of him. So I'm really looking at Justin Fields, how he plays uh, the last couple of the weeks of the season. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a big game out of him today from a fantasy perspective. I'll tell you the one very interesting thing from a wagering standpoint and just competitive standpoint is aside from the game this evening, uh, which is Denver uh, at home against New England, I think every single point spread of the games this afternoon, Liz, are four and under. Every single game. There's not a game that's beyond that. I, th- I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, the game that I'm most interested in is, in, in, again, this could really make a material difference. I know everybody's kind of crowned the Lions and all that, but that Viking, that Viking-Lion game, uh, to me, is one of the more pivotal games. Uh, which team comes out and, and makes a statement here? First, obviously, Jefferson is bad. Mullins makes this a little bit of a two-dimensional offense. I, I did read that Madison might play, but Chandler should should handle most of uh, most of the action. But I, I think that's uh, I think that's something that we need to watch. I think that's something that we need to watch very closely. So. Uh, that's one game. And then the other game, uh, I know it's two lousy football teams and the Commanders and the Jets, uh, but there's a lot at stake in terms of draft picks in this particular game. The, the Jets can drop as low, depending on what happens with in this game, as low as the 12th pick in the draft if they win this football game. Right. Yeah, no, the, the, these last couple of weeks you get teams playing, uh, you're talking about moving up or down three or four draft spots and with some of the elite talent coming into the NFL next year. This is uh, kind of a draft where you want to have a good pick. So we'll see how it plays out when you have two teams like that that are really playing for a draft spot. Yep, absolutely. All right, Wiz, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll convene again tomorrow morning when we talk about the three games tomorrow. But uh, that's a wrap on today. Uh, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk tomorrow. Wiz, enjoy the night. Enjoy the games. Good luck with everything. And uh, Merry Christmas to everyone out there tonight. You do the same.